Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Morning Minutes. Myself, Michael Burjo, James Lampau. Today we're talking about a very, very interesting article we've read where APRA could be reducing the purchaser's borrowing power from 10 to 20% and what type of effects that would have in the marketplace. Who is APRA? How would this be done? How quickly can this be done? And basically, how can you plan for it? James, good morning. Good morning, Michael. Yeah, look, this is a good one. I think um, there's probably a lot of people in the dark about this, so let's get into it. Yeah, so like, let's just, before we get into the weeds of how and who and all that stuff, but just think, like, just if think of all the buyers you're dealing with, we'll, we'll sort of just yep. stick to residential, but 10 yep. to 20%. So a million dollar purchase, uh, I said in the ad, 1.45 million down to 122. Do you think that would have a big in, uh, impact? Like, have people, like, when someone's buying, yep. how close to what they're, being approved to spend are they spending what would 20 percent mean yeah well look in in this in this market where it's been volatile to say the least there's been ridiculous capital growth um people are pushing themselves really really hard and you know properties are going for far more expensive prices than we probably would have considered three months six months 12 months ago so that's meaning that they're having to move further for the same property anyway or they're having to push even further again against all the competition because of the lack of stock. So people that might've had a 1.22 budget are probably looking, or sorry, or, or approvals, are probably spending on the very top end of that. And it's getting very, very close to the limit. And even with that, even regardless of uh, a, a market going up, just people, people just, if they get a million dollars to spend, they're looking to spend a million. Like I know as an agent, they're not going to say, hey, I'm going to approve for 1.5, but I only want to spend a million. But we've both dealt with enough clients on it where we have phenomenal rapport and they're like, I'm approved for a million. <coughs> what can I get for as high as that? It's almost been in our nature to spend as much as the bank will give us. Yeah. Well, that's right. And people, people look at it as your property purchase is something that you're – for the most part, you're going to be there for a very long time. You're going to get a lot of use out of it. A big thing through the last 18 months has been offering yourself a slightly better quality of life, probably through your property as the foundation. Um, so they're stretching themselves for that so that they can afford that whilst they're working from home or whatever the new circumstances are. So yes, there's a lot of reasons or a lot of catalysts as to why people are pushing it. Um, but I must say, you're right, you probably see one in five people spend 20 or 10 percent less than their actual capacity four out of five people are spending on the actual brink of uh, of what the banks are going to say because you're pushing it too far yes and i, I want to also people like we've had phenomenal growth what really sparks this conversation it's almost what happened in 2018-19 big surge in the market um but people look to because the banks and the rba are like we're not going to raise interest rates for till basically 2024. So when people hear that, they think this gravy train is running for another couple of years. This is awesome. We've had, yeah. I remember at one stage, Newport, an area with immediate house price of one five went up 70%. And people, and that people know that's very strongly because interest rates are one, one seven to 2%. And when they hear yeah. the RBA is not going to increase it, they hear, 
uh, the banks more aren't going to, like, they're looking to basically keep it low as well. That is going to keep running. But it's just not the case. There are many levers that can reduce what you can borrow without the interest rate changing. So, for example, if you're, say, earning, these figures are just make whole figures to make it easier. If you're earning 50 grand a year and you're getting 2% interest rate and they'll give you a million dollars, they can, there's a lot of things they can do so you can only borrow 800 grand but you've kept the public rate at 2% because James how much is sentiment play into it like when you're speaking to buyers and they see clearance rates high or talks of clearance rates going low or interest rates up or down like would you how often is something to do with sentiment coming out of a buyer's mouth when they're viewing property yeah, and I think I think it's surrounded by all of the hype in the media that they're talking, as you just mentioned, about interest rates and <clears throat> capital growth that some of these suburbs are saying. Like people are just desperate to get into it and they're doing anything to purchase no matter what. And it doesn't really what I feel is they're not maybe looking at the long term potential ramifications of what this decision means if you really do if you really do go to the very top of your capacity. That's based on figures that you've got here now. Um, by the sounds of things, there are things that can be do for that to be flipped on its head a little bit, which is quite scary. So I think and they're not. Getting... Yeah, and they're not thinking about the unknown side of it. They're thinking about the black and white that they can see. But unfortunately, there's a lot of small print that that you get caught in, and I think it's happened to people over the years. Um, yeah, it's an interesting. Just to, yeah, just to inject, just to elaborate on what James is talking about, he's not talking about like the market crashing and shit hits the floor um, about not thinking further ahead or just assessing it yeah. on today's parameters. What James is referring to is you're buying a property, you can afford it with interest rates being 2%. What happens if those rates go up to 3%, 4%? You love a property, it, it was you thought it was going to be a million, you went crazy. You spent 1.5, you love it, you can just afford that. As we said before, a lot of people are buying at their top, if not even more than what they can. But the slightest fluctuation of a rate, because let's say I'd love to hear an economist say, what is the healthy interest rates? We were between 4 to 7% probably for the last decade and longer, yeah, 15 to up, yeah, about 15 years we were around that period. So were, was that always too high, and we'll get it? And it wasn't. It was crap for us, and we're just getting ripped. Or is that the healthy amount that it should be? So it'd be very interesting to know on a whole economy scale what where it's good for it to be. Now that's what APRA does. So I've just put the in the chat the role of APRA. So APRA basically can change things. Like you've got the RBA that sets the rates. But APRA can do the compliance and other changes. But let's read out the definition. Where was it? The what does it say? APRA is Australian Regulator Authority. Is Australia's financial system regulator is responsible for promoting the prejudice management and regulate institutions. Okay, perfect. So they have a big say in what can be done now. What happened a couple of years ago, which really surged this property market, and I'll put this. I'm going to share the screen to this article, which really got the conversation going. 
Um, it's by Vredom Seed on LinkedIn. Have a look. I'll put the article in this here. And this is where he said, how will APRA, how APRA will reduce your borrowing power? Can you see that fine, James? Or should I zoom? I'll zoom yep. in a bit. Yeah, yeah, that's better. Yeah. Price growth approaching a multi-decade high. Regulators are now planning reduction to overall borrowing capacity. We expect intervention may lower owner-occupier borrowing power by 15 and investors by 10%. On balance, lending standards remain robust despite increasing house prices. There has been an increase. Now, having great property growth, that's not the issue. Like it's one part, but this is where the issue is, where it can have an unstable economy, where America went through it. It goes, there has been an increase in the number of borrowers with high debt to income ratios and small yeah. servicing buffers. That's the key thing out of this whole thing, because people may think, well, what's wrong with it going up? There's nothing wrong with the market going up, but the buffer is the most important thing. And in this article, it refers to 2019 where they made the change. They made the change of a, they call it, there's names for it, like the floor. So let's, for example, you get a loan, you're paying 2% interest. Previously, they would want the buffer to go, okay, we know you're going to physically pay now if we give you this loan, 20 grand a, a year, 2%. Let's just go up for that. But we're going to assess it if you can afford it if the rates are 5%. Six and a half. Normally, it's a two and a half percent buffer because things can go up and down, and you don't want to get a loan today that the smallest change you won't be able to afford it. And where this will really um, could really catch out a lot of people is you've bought a property for say two million dollars, or you're looking to spend two million. Went crazy at auction, spent two and a half. In your mindset, you go. 2% on 500 grand, that's okay. It's only 10 grand a year on top of uh, the 40, 50 grand a year. We can afford that. But interest rates go back up to, like you're going to have this property for probably 10 to 20 years. So you look yeah. back to five years ago, rates were 4.5%. So now in that instead of paying 50 grand a year in interest, you're paying 120,000 and you may not be able to service it. And that's where a lot of people could get stung. And that's why they had these buffers into it. Like I'll have, and let me show you this as well. Cause he goes through the options, the graphs of where it's been from 2009, 2021. So here he goes, figure one, overall loan to value ratio. Wait, I wanna go through option one. Yeah, so here it is. This is how it could be done through option one. There's four options laid out in this article, which is phenomenal. Option one, increasing the assessment rate buffers banks used to assess your borrowing capacity. In the mid-2019, APRA removed the floor buffer on assessment rates and allowed a floating assessment rate of 2.5%, the interest rate. So if you're paying 2.5, it was 5% you had to afford. By them, um, uh, what they, what they call it, by them moving it to a floating assessment rate, this boosted borrowing power by 20%. So overnight, a buyer who could borrow 1 million could now borrow 1.2. So yeah. like James, think how much that would have affected the, on the ground, on the property market. If everyone's got, like what, in your view, what's gonna happen if everyone gets an extra 20% 
without saving it, without really doing anything, how's that going to be on the weekend when you're negotiating? Oh, 100%. People get carried away and we're all guilty of it to a degree, whatever we're, whatever we're doing. But again, it's like, as you say, if, you, if you've got it, typically people's nature, not everyone's, is to, is to spend it. And there are people that are more sensible with their decision making, but there are a lot of people that would be in auction environments and situations where, as you say, there's, it's, they get emotionally connected to it. All of a sudden you do hit, hit the top and then... It's a very different kind of deal spending a million dollars to 1.2 million dollars spending you know a few or six more um without even a thought process about it you probably don't even go and assess the long-term financial effects for your own pocket of if you do spend that 1.2 instead you just say right when they said i can and it's all good i'm clear that's a very good point like imagine this um as you said auction you went there on obviously it doesn't happen this quickly but this is I'm showing you the. I'm explaining the positive effects. You go to an op, you were in an apartment. You loved it. You had a million dollar approval. Ten other buyers had a million dollar approval as well. The borrowing capacity changed. They could now borrow 1.2. So the auction starts at 900 grand. It hits that million where you would think it would normally be sold. All the other buyers would drop out. There's one buyer with say a million and ten instead of him being able to buy that and instead of that going at what the market was now those buyers could be bidding all the way up to 1.2 so without any sort of basically due to compliance and regulations that value of that property has gone up yeah. by 20 percent just like without it really going up 20 percent if you know what i mean like it, it's yeah. it's so it's a huge impact and let me show you well, that's already 14 minutes, so we could probably do a lot more of these options. Um, James, what, uh, like, so I've put the link to this article. There's option three where there's other ways to do it. I think it's worth a read. There's one here yeah. saying how to prepare for this. If you plan on maximizing your borrowing compa capacity, it may be worth doing it sooner rather than later. This is likely to be a particular uh, particular in Sydney and Melbourne where owner-occupied borrowing looking to maximise. And that's right. So people, if you think the markets, see, this is the thing. Yes, pricing is crazy right now. And a lot of people are waiting for the hope that the market goes down. But what happens if the market stays steady, but your borrowing capacity drops by 20%? Because keep in mind, once you've bought the property, you're very settled. Like they, they're not going to change it on you once you've bought it. But let's say if you had the capacity of buying, you had an approval for one, two, uh, for two million to buy a house, and you weren't happy with that because you've been looking for six months. Now used to be one five, one seven. So you hold off, hoping it comes back a hundred grand. But what happens if your borrowing power goes from two hundred to one point eight? And the market sits, instead of continuing to go up, it just sits. You've missed yeah. out. So I think buyers really need to be aware of this. As much as we can all jump on board and say how great this growth is, as Mark and I have said on the show, James, we've said in meetings in the office, to have 50 to 70% growth in a year is not sustainable. So there will be changes. And yeah. so there are different levers. They can raise interest rates. They can basically say you've got to earn more to get the same loan you could have got before. They can do a lot of things to keep it stable. And this isn't a bad yeah. thing. Like James, it's not a bad thing that 
there's bodies out there regulating this so it's sustainable. We want to have a great, we want to have a good hundred years of property, not just a good one year sort of thing. So, and this is the yeah. thing, and I think it's, I think, well, I think it's worth mentioning. Um, we're certainly not trying to fear manga. We're trying to just educate and make people aware of what's happening around us because most people aren't going to be looking at these sorts of, these sorts of articles and documents. Second thing is worth noting is if you're waiting for the market, the likelihood of regardless of the growth, I don't think we've ever seen a drop. Um, so timing the market is something that's probably not possible um, to have it down to chance. Um, so it's just one of those things that just look closely, speak to your accountant, speak to your broker, um, and just don't stretch yourself too hard. I think that's one of the main things. It's looking at the sustainability. Regardless of the growth, if you're holding your asset for a long time, um, the market's going to equalize in the time, in the in the gem, in the next sort of cycle, and you won't be overpaying for it ten years later. It'll all sort of work out, but just be very careful with the way you're balancing your books at the start. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's you've just got to know and be educated on both sides. So I've popped the link of this article. There are a lot more points in there, but. We already yeah. went through the time today. Any questions, let me know. I think reach out to um, the gentleman who wrote the article, LinkedIn, phenomenal article. I've shared it on my timeline. I'll pop the link there. So um, yeah. be aware and yep, be prepared right. and plan accordingly. So I want to thank everyone for watching this morning and we'll be back tomorrow morning. Cheers, guys. Thanks.